Yeah, the psalmist says he's a present help in the time of trouble. Amen, amen. I am humbled to stand before you on this evening. What happens when you come up with an idea that make you cover it? So Dr. McConnell called me, said, Dern, you came up with this idea. Do you mind starting us off? And so here we are. And so I am I'm truly blessed to have, to stand in shoulders and stand in company of our moderators and our, and our president of Congress and our vice moderators and, and laymen and deacons who serve and uh, humble that they allow me to stand on this evening uh, to preach for our first, hopefully of many to come, uh, pastoral fellowship on fifth Sunday. And uh, I, I'm gracious for my, my Zion family of being, helping us be good hosts on this evening, so I thank you. Amen. We have our, our ushers, our ministers, our, our deacons, our choir, everybody threw their hands in to help out to make sure to be as hospitable to our Central District brothers and sisters in Christ. And we welcome you here on this evening. Amen. Amen. So we'll return to our Lord one more time for a word of prayer and prepare our hearts for his word. Lord, we come right now, God, at this moment, Lord, I pray to hear a word from you. Father, use me to be your vessel, to be broken bread and poured out wine. Father, Lord, we pray that we will, receive, we will prepare our hearts to receive your word. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. And, Lord, if there's someone here in the midst who does not know you, Lord, we pray after all is said and done, they might say, what must I do to be saved? Thank you for the power of your word, and thank you for the, the permission and the privilege of preaching your gospel. Amen. Amen. Looking in the 46th Psalm, reading again from the New Living Translation to lift before us, I'm going to read verses 1 through 11 entirely. If you are not there, just say, hold on. All right. If you're there, say, amen. All right, please try your best to keep your Bible open and try not to fall asleep so you can see that I am coming straight from the Word. Still see a few pages turning. They didn't want to say, hold on, but I'll wait for you because hopefully we can start together and end together. Psalm 46, New Living Translation reads, starting at the first verse, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of, a of Israel is our fortress. Come, see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end through the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. 
The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Praise God for his word. Amen. You may be seated. As you take your seat, if you can help me announce this title to your neighbor, it says, God is my refuge and my strength. We are gathered here under the vision and the leadership of our moderator, Dr. McConnell, who has come up with the theme of raising the standard. And the raising the standard lines up with us having solidarity in our Savior in his word. The church should be a place where standards should always be high. The church should be a place where everyone should be building somebody else up to help them get to a better place. Uh, I, 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 P- Pastor McConnell's verses, Philippians 1 and 9, correct? And if you go a little bit further with that same theme, you look in chapter 2, it says, let this mind be in you. Yeah. Which was also in Christ, that you could see that it's, in, it's implied upon us within his word that we ought to build up one another yeah. and not tear down. The church should be a place of refuge and a place of strength. We define the church as the body of Christ. Another way the church is understood is a group of believers who confess Jesus Christ as their Lord. This body should be a place that we find strength in love and acceptance. This body should be a refuge, a place to escape, to seek sanctuary and protection. It's a sad state today that some people are running away from the church instead of running into the church. It's a sad state today that many are scared to go into the church, scared of what somebody might say about them. It should be times that they say the only safe place I know is to go in the church where I know I'll be loved, where I know I'll be accepted, where I know I can find refuge and sanctuary. Because the body should have a sense of security and refuge from, from total surrender to our head of the body, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just as the body is covered because of the head, so it is true as in the Psalms that because of God, the believers were protected and covered. They see God as their refuge and their strength and a present help in what time? The time of trouble. Israel knows this very well from their disobedience. They know God's faithfulness. Uh, Y'all missed it. (laughs) From their disobedience, they know God's faithfulness. I don't know about you, but if you get on my bad side, you might find out I'm not cool with you anymore. I'm talking to a lot of safe folks, so I'm a few of y'all with me. But, 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 but I, I realize that as, me, as many times I messed up, my God has not changed. He's still been faithful. He's still been forgiving. He's still been loving. That's why the, that's why the psalmist says his he's, he's, he's love endureth forever. And since I found that out, I see it in the text when I read that it is true for us today to know that in times of rebellion, we can find out that our God is still able to say, I'm here for you. And we can say, Lord, I can turn from my wickedness and come to you for refuge. But we see in the history of Judges, even in the sixth chapter, y'all familiar with Gideon? They found him hiding in the rocks. Why was that? Because they have disobeyed God one more time. One more time. And so when they turned away from God, they had no protection in the land. So they found refuge in the mountain. When the looters came, they went running into the mountains. They understood that the mountains was a place of refuge, a place of stronghold. But as I look at my text, it says that even mountains crumble. 
and fall, but my God is my refuge and my strength. I'm talking to somebody here tonight. They're realizing that even everything else may stumble and fall, but I can have my soul anchored in the Lord. Or, or the psalmist says, on Christ the solid rock I stand. Or other ground is sinking sand. Y'all keep on pushing me. I won't be up here too much longer because we see it here that when the church is standing on God and his promise, it cannot be moved. So we see in this psalm, you know, this psalm is a song. And there's three divisions in this song. It sets the tone by opening it up, telling you who God is. He's our refuge, our strength, and our redeemer. You don't see that word there, but I see it in there. Because if he's a present help in the time of trouble, can I help somebody out while we were yet still sinning? Christ died for us. Do you know that means he redeemed us? That's why I see it right there in the text. Uh, that I know I'm in danger, but my God's right there. So this first division of this psalm shows our God is a refuge. He's a proven help. Tried and true in the time of trouble. His great presence of this holy, awesome God shows us that we have nothing to fear. Even if we stand and a line starts splitting between our feet and we start seeing mountains stumble and crumble and fall into the sea and the water starting to rise and start beating against those mountains, yet we can still stand and not have fear. Let me help somebody out that's not following my visualization. Uh, I know I'm poetic, but y'all missed it. But you've seen those movies, and the earth is falling apart, and they're running trying to find safety. But this Bible text is telling us that even if all that's coming, I can stand and say, my God's able. Some of y'all catch it, but those who say that, that that's, that I can't find nowhere in the Bible or something like that. Let me talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They say, King, even if you put us in that fire, we know that our God is able to deliver us. We know how the story ends. They was up in the fire, but God was a present help. Y'all missed it. Then we put three in. I see four. Do you see? Tell your neighbor, God is present. And so in this first division, it sets the tone. Of that our God is someone we need to trust in. Churches, do we understand as central district that we need to stand together and collectively on the word of God? That we need to put aside selfish and pride agendas that says, Lord, on your word we will stand. I understand protocol. I understand difference. And Lord, I know you're able to work it out. I lost some people because they don't want to surrender, but it's all right. Because if you see it here. The text points out that they already had faith in him. It did not come in the time of trouble. It was present before trouble. Many of us don't find trust in God until we need to get a way out. And that's why you're in the mess that you're in in the first place. 
But if we look back and realize that my God is a, is a refuge, he is a strength, he is a stronghold, I know that all, the best place to be is in his presence. And look what God desires to be is in the presence of the people who love him. And so in this process, we see that another psalm, Psalm 91, 14, says, The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Y'all see what happened? It's a, it's a preference that when I'm already faithful and loving in him, I got nothing else to worry about. So we see, do you see our first division? Now look at the second, the second division. It shows a God who is with Zion. A God that cannot be defeated by his enemies. God's presence brings stability and joy. Do you see how this river that makes glad the city of God? This river to me is interesting because there's no true river in Jerusalem. We find God showing how he can bring water to his people to bring them joy. Moses needed water in the wilderness for the people, and God brought it out of the rock. In Ezekiel, when the prophet had entered the temple, he had a vision of healing water coming from beneath the door of the temple that grew into a healing river. You look at how that river uh, spilled out of the temple that went into the Dead Sea and made the Dead Sea come alive. Y'all missing it here. It made fish go into what was dead and come alive. Am I, am I reaching somebody here understand that God can take what is dead and make it alive? Some of y'all say, Pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm preaching. Y'all just not feeling it. Let me give you another example. Abraham had a, had a dead a wife with a dead womb whom he did not know. And God said, is anything too hard for God? Paul had to put it in this way that I, that Abraham had a faith of a God who can believe, who believes that he can say stuff that do not exist as if it already does. New Living Translation said God can speak on things as if it has already happened. Can I put it this way? God knows the opening credits and the closing credits at the same time. My Bible reminds me that Jesus is the author and the finisher of my faith. And if anything else I like about my Jesus, that he got my name in his pen. And he's still writing my story. And since he's writing my story, I can sit back and just have joy. And have peace knowing that he's with me. Even when I see the mountains crumble and fall, the sea roll, the earth shake, I know a God that cannot be moved. Let me give you some more history about this river in Jerusalem. The water also suggests to us that it is life and it is healing. Because we do know that Jesus is our living water. He said, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the, for the scripture declares a river a little or flow from his heart. This same water we found in him even when they pierced him in the side. I don't know about you, but that just that let me know you can't stop Jesus. They pierced him on the side and said it spilled out like water on the side. Come on, somebody. And do you understand the water didn't stop there? Because he got up from that grave that third day morning to see the right hand of the Father. My, in Revelation, it says that when you get there, 
there's going to be water coming from the throne of the Lamb and the God. And it is living water, healing water. And on either side, there's trees where the leaves bring healing. Y'all, y'all miss it. Do you understand that God wants to be in the presence of his people and bring healing to them? And so this river represents to us the presence of his serenest spirit, how he brings peace. The psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. I said, I want he lie me by the steel waters. Water of refreshing, water for my, for my thirst. Yeah. I'm going to throw this one for free. Just You know, the sheep don't know how to go to get fresh water. Uh-huh. They will drink stagnant water that has diseases all in it and kill themselves because they don't know no better. Yeah. But the shepherd knows what the sheep need. Yeah. I'm going to move on now before I get in trouble. So we find, we find finally the water's coming from this throne, this water of life, as it says in Revelation. And we see this water here in this text, showing us that God is joy there. And the joy that he has, do you see how things calm down when God's presence there? It opens up, everything's shaking, everything's falling apart. But where God is, there's peace. Y'all see that there? The, nas- the nations are in chaos. Or the other channel, it says heathens are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. Why is that? Because God cannot be defeated. You are trying to overtake me, but I'm present here. Y'all missing it. Do you understand that they felt in the eastern times that when their city was defeated, their God has left their city? I'm going to say that one more time. Some of y'all missed it. They felt they were defeated because their God has left their city. Do you understand that God rested in Jerusalem? He said he put his conscience above the mercy seat in the temple. And so, therefore, that's why they took the ark with them. Because they wanted to make sure God was with them. But the problem is that we're trying to take and make God with us, but we're leaving and not following his direction. Because there were some times God was not with them, and they went without the ark and got their bus whooped. To suggest to us that we need to put our trust in him more than trying to be religious. Trying to be fundamentalist and but find out, Lord, I just surrender to you. Dr. Russ said earlier that I walk by faith and not by sight. So we see here that this river is peace with our God. And the nations cannot defeat him and they crumble and they fall. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. And we also see that when he is there to protect them, he protects them when? At the break of day or at dawn. It's pointing out that God is unmovable. He cannot be moved. He's unshakable. He's unbreakable. So where God has made his dwelling place, his sanctuary, he had made holy. Therefore, when trouble does come, God is already there. Tell your neighbor he is a present help. He is not distant or far, but a present help. The enemies of God's will fall, and the heathens and the kingdoms will melt at his voice. And when does God show up? When morning and dawns, and at the right time. For his, the psalmist says here, well, for anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. Do y'all see how he's right there in the morning? 
Dare I also go even further that after they nailed him to the cross and buried him in the grave, it was early. Sunday morning he rose, defeating death and setting the captives free. Tell your neighbor, God cannot be beat. He will rise in victory. For this reason, the psalm closes with his third movement, looking at verses 7 to 11. And we see it here that it's pointing out that nothing can stop God. We see that he causes the war to cease. He breaks the spear. He burns it with fire. Why does God do such a thing? Some suggest that it's an eschatological point of telling how we will have peace. The lion laying down with the lamb. But also, I just want to suggest a point to to, to somebody that God is able to stop the violence. (laughs) Isaiah said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Paul goes on to say that I understand what? In the power of God, you know, the power of his God to put on his what? Whole armor. My Bible also reminds me that if you stand and resist the devil, he has to flee. So you see, God can defeat our enemies and he shall be exalted. However, I need to address that in this psalm there is a refrain. Found in verses 7 and 11. That help makes the division of this psalm. The theme is given in verse 1 and echoed again in verse 7 and 11 where it says, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. This wonderful psalm closes with its refrain, with this great declaration of of God in the midst of all that comes or way. Know that God is able to defend us and destroy our enemies for this reason. Be still and know that I am God. Tell your neighbor, be still. The text shows us that God is steady and consistent and not changing like the shifting shadows. This gospel we are to preach should be just as sturdy and strong. We should not bend or break by the winds, the threats of calamity, or the pressure of man and society. We should be just like a tree planted by the water. We shall not be moved. And when you have done all that you could do, just stand. The writer says, be still and know that I am God. He is saying to relax, let go, let your hands down or make your hands slack. Literally, that's what it's saying. Just put your hands down. Can I help anybody out this evening who feels like they have their hands full or things have gotten out of hand or is just out of your hands or out of your reach or you are unable to handle it? Can I encourage you that you should just let your hands down and let God be God? We need to be encouraged and know that the Lord of hosts is with us. He's a present help in the time of trouble. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Can I highlight, he said, the God of Jacob? It could have said, as a new living does translate it as Israel, but it really is Jacob. Y'all know Jacob. You know what his name means, the deceiver, the tricky one. I'm so glad that he's the God of the tricky one. Because I know just as before I became Israel like Jacob, I was in some tricks and some schemes of my own. But he saw me as I was and said, I can use you. 
and I turn my life over to him. So he's forever my refuge. He's forever my strength. And I'm glad he's with me. I can't sing it, but the song says, and he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he calls me his own. Am I helping you out today? I'm going to my seat, uh, but as I think about how he's the God of the tricky ones, uh, things get rough, uh, storms do come, uh, people turn on you, uh, but I'm going to stand uh, on the promise of the Lord. Uh, I don't think my mic's on. me all right uh, yeah. how they're still standing as this uh, they made them uh, able to withstand the pressure they made them uh, with a strong foundation uh, they made them that when the earth shook uh, they could sway they could rock back and forth uh, can i ask somebody that could just rock uh, back and forth uh, say the earth is shaking uh, the moving the waves are moving uh, but my god got me uh, i'm I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. It's not because I'm strong. It's not because I'm good. But he's a present helper. He's my refuge. He's my strength. Good day now, Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to tell somebody, he's my strength. He's my refuge. And that's why I'm here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? Just tell three people, I'm here. Because my God's keeping me. I'm here. He keeps on saving me. Every time I turn around, my God has been blessing me. Am I talking to somebody here? So Central District. Just stand on the word of the Lord, and we can't be moved.